Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Don't Be Afraid podcast. I remain your host, Jamila Oiza Muhammad Jamu. And I have with me, as always, as always, as always, as always. Not always. I took some time. I, I sort of <laughs> dip in and dip out. Well, so if you, if today you know, is the always. Well, I'm yeah, here, you're yeah, always with me in spirit if you're not here that's physically. True, that's true. You that's know, true. You that's know. You know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sending, sending you only the only good, good vibes and love and all that Exactly. Kind of stuff. And as, as it is needed. Very right. much needed. Absolutely. And we have a very important guest in the house, Lara Alegbe. Thanks for having me. Oh, wait, 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 no, no, step back. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> are we going Lara Alegbe? Are we going no, Lara no, it's, it's Before she gets kicked out of her, oh, out of her well, marital house. Uh, <laughs> because the husband's going to be listening to this one. Does well, he know you're going to no, introduce Mr. you? Mr. Additional is aware of it. That's okay, so we can go. Okay, then. Right. So let's, let's amend it, okay. please. So Lara Alegbe. So before Mr. Mr. Additional hears and then he starts and throw us out. And then yeah, we're or going beat us up. Exactly, going to pay on court cases as, as the as as the reason for it. So sorry, I'll shut up now. Go on, go on. Okay, all right. So I'm just going to give you guys a brief bio of our guest. Mrs. Lara Alegbea is an entrepreneur, a licensed healthcare professional a business consultant and a modeling and valuation analyst who values dedication, service, and excellence. A 10 years plus career spans healthcare, financial services, agriculture, e-commerce, and loyalty industries in Nigeria. She holds a bachelor degree from the University of Ibadan and an MBA from the prestigious Lagos Business School. Also, she is well-versed in credit analysis and credit administration. Currently, she serves as co-founder of All Discounts Nigeria, an online marketplace that offers customers discounts on goods and services with the added incentive of cash reward on every purchase. All Discount Services, in case you're wondering, serve top brands such as Nat Noodle Foods, Coca-Cola, Scanfrost, Nestle, Polystar, Nestle. Nestle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Polystar, Philips, Bacardi, Martini, and many more. Now, aside all of this seriousness, at her leisure, she enjoys watching Western movie classics, yeah. epic movies of Korean and Chinese extraction, extraction and correct. as well old comedy specials. You see, that Korean part actually got me because I'm <laughs> such a Korean movie. Where did it come from? I keep on seeing stories. Okay, Korean. I'll be finished with it. Yeah, yeah, we sure. finished with the thing yeah, so I can done. ask. Where did everyone get this Korean thing from? I think, I mean, there was a period when it was Indian. They have, they have in, beautiful yeah. stories. Indian movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was my generation. They have beautiful stories. And yeah, Production is impeccable. They do they do movie I making agree. very well. I the agree. only thing, the only I think the only reason why a lot of people haven't quite caught on to K drama and Korean epic movies is because of the language barrier. Mm-hmm. But that's why subtitles exist. So yes. and I don't have a problem reading no the subtitles. I really don't. They have really good stories and their production is excellent. If you look at the um, the special effects, their animation is top yeah, tier. Tech. It's top tier. Okay, top sorry, tier. no, no, because no, everybody's sort of like, there's, a, there's some of my friends, I mean, obviously the younger ones, who mm. I sort of just check on their, I mean, like, check their, their, their profiles and stuff, and yeah. everything's like, oh, yeah. this guy and this this thing, and it's like, it's like, <laughs> like how it can be an obsession sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, have you learned any words? Well, a few, mm. a few. Indulge us, please. Uh, I'm no, because it's, no, it's interesting. Sorry, they yeah. always say that the first thing people learn in a foreign language is swear words. 
that's what you tend to learn first. But <laughs> most people, that's not what you. Uh, I remember. I remember meeting, having, fr- um, going somewhere and meeting some Italian people, and the first thing I learned was swear words. Oh. Same thing with French. The first thing you learn is so actually swear these words. ones. They're not quick to swear. Actually, okay. um, I think the words that will quickly jump at you are the words um, of endearment yeah, yeah, yeah. especially love. towards family members family, yeah. because they are very filial okay. mm-hmm. you know and and they can be quite they can be quite animated in their expressions okay. and it's funny yes. it's bordering on comedy sometimes mm-hmm. you know they can be very silly towards mm-hmm. their parents even parents are silly towards, towards their the children. children it's quite refreshing to see and yeah, it's, and I think it's so, please give it a chance you like it like, yeah, I know you don't watch no, it. I'll, I'll give it a chance. Alchemy like of, <laughs> of Souls for a start. Alchemy of Souls for a start. Alchemy of Souls for a start. Is which one? Is, is Korean. That oh, Korean. that's Korean. Yes, yeah? yeah? it's a Korean movie. Is yeah. that a, a, a drama series? Or? It's a series. It's a I think it's just series. two seasons and it's not long. Okay. It's not long. Yeah, so still, no, don't worry about long. it. You can tell me about it and give me the spoilers. I'm not going to. It's unlikely I'm going to watch it. It's like, it's the same. No, no, no. I've got it. It's not a. It's not I'm being a snob or anything. Mm. I just think that I mean, what do you call it? I don't know why. I mean, maybe, maybe if I stumble on it, it's weird. There was a f- Korean film that won best Oscar, or, um, best Oscar movie. Oh goodness. Um, was it? it um, no, no. Um, what's it called? Oh, come to me! Oh, come to me! The one where people were dying, dying. like flies. Yeah. Um, no, were they dying like flies? Or the, the yeah. where the family they were took in over the house. Oh. No, 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 that's, no. Maybe that's, not that one. No, that's not um, Oscar now. Parasite. Parasite, sorry, the, the, our, producer, okay. our, our producers, thank you very much. Has helped <laughs> us, helped us out. Parasite, so no, that was interesting. Okay. I think I've seen a few things. It's like I had a thing about, I, I'm not averse or I'm not, a, yeah, I'm not averse to foreign movies. I actually like mm. them. Like I have, the, um, when I was younger, there were a lot of French movies that I got into, Italian movies that I got into. Okay. Like, but maybe because I think I have a thing about drama series okay. so i've never like um i remember okay and you guys this is gonna age me on yeah. date me i remember um <laughs> oh goodness housewives what was that thing something of no no not all the not not these housewives of value like that no 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 no, no that that desperate housewives desperate housewives i managed that was i managed fantastic. the first yeah. no, i managed maybe the first season of that, and then I lost it. I just couldn't do it. Why? I just couldn't do it. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. I think there's a point at which it, there's a point at and which. And that's I, right up your alley. It's dramatic enough. No, for I don't you. like drama. No, it's not. It's weird. Maybe I you don't like feminine no. drama. No, 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 no. I love comedy. <laughs> I love comedy. Okay. So I've watched like all the ones of Cheers. I think I've watched a lot of Friends. Okay. I've watched Frasier. I've watched. Oh, nice. um how um how many how um how, how many your mother? mother all that kind of stuff. I've watched it. Okay. But um. It's almost that sort of like the drama thing of like not every it's not every day there's drama <laughs> every single bloody time it's like right now I'm watching I'm watching something I'm watching something about um you know um um it's called Poker Face and it's about a lady that sort of like almost goes around town okay. and um, the, the America and if she goes around America wherever she ends up there's a murder I'm just thinking people should find out and just stop her coming to the <laughs> just stop her coming it's like every time you come here it's always like whenever you come to our camp to a town someone dies big to you just figure just, out just one person yeah but somehow it's like it's like you know, you're bad luck you're bad luck <laughs> don't come anywhere you've got to have to figure it at some point so sorry so I totally digress but mm. okay okay so you said alchemy of souls what else yeah give um, me top okay give me your top Woo is another yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, Attorney Woo. Attorney Woo is another one. one too. Uh, uh, what was this guy's name? Attorney Woo is a person or that's a series? It's a lady who's lady. autistic and she's a fantastic attorney. Yeah. She, yeah, she she makes very solid arguments 
and she's very empathetic, so she does very well in the courtroom. Sorry. It's lovely. It's <laughs> lovely. And it has a lot of romantic, okay. you know, infusions in it. Okay. It's quite sweet. You should, right. you should give it a try, really. Okay, so, okay, so I know we came to talk about, about e-commerce <laughs> and digital and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> she brought up Korean yeah, movies. Yeah, I know. Okay, 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 so, okay. How does it differ from Chinese? Because you mentioned Chinese as well. Yeah, how does it differ? For, well... For the Chinese movies, I think they lean to, especially their series, right? They lean heavily into um, their historic, um, their history, okay. all right? Oh, um, and the reason I like to watch them, I, they can be quite ruthless. Okay. Um, so there's a bit of history. There's a bit of their own local folk tales, mm -hmm. you know, of um, different gods and different powers that they have and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. The types of battles that happen in the heavenlies okay. and things like okay. that. Okay. Locally in, in Nigeria, with various tribes, we have yeah. versions of such stories. But yeah. they tell theirs with their visual effects and the lovely huge sets it's mm. it you know i i watch but majority of the times what sticks out to me is the types of characters whose stories that they try to tell um for example you must have i don't know if you've heard of um, wu zetian the popular chinese empress mm. uh, probably mm. the only woman empress that china has ever had you know history is a little bit mixed surrounding oh, her reign yeah. I think she reigned for uh, more than 25 years, if yes. I'm not mistaken. And, and for me, the story they told, how she rose up the ranks, the difficult decisions she had to make, you know, it's, there are a lot of lessons okay. to learn, okay. okay, especially for leadership. You know, when you are responsible for people managing the complexities, the complexities and needs of humans, mm. especially your followers, because not everyone's interests, balancing interests, yeah. not everyone is on the same page as you, okay. not everyone gets the big picture, um, the difficult decisions you have to make. When do you put humanity first? first. When do you put principle first? You know, strategy, war, and all of those. I, I think they're really educated. At least that's the way okay. I you process yeah. their entertainment. Yeah. Right. Yes, I love the colors. I love the quality of production. Yeah, it's obvious that there's massive investment in, in these it. sets, okay. unlike what we see around here. I'm not, <laughs> and this is not to bash. <laughs> no our shades, I know we will no get shades. there, but. We will get there, but um, there are some fundamental things that need to be addressed in order for our industry to match up with such quality yeah, of so production. Yeah. Yeah. But for now, I think that there's a lot we can learn from them and um, possibly, and, um, and there's a lot of life lessons that you could learn depending on how far you digest their <laughs> entertainment. So, so that's why I'm quite hooked to, right. to their so entertainment. Away from the movies. Oh, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> away from the okay, we'll movies. Afterwards, afterwards. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you know, reading your bio, I saw healthcare, I saw agriculture, there's entrepreneur. Yes. How exactly <laughs> did you get to where you got to? Okay, so... First of all, I during my time in University of Ibadan, I studied mm. nursing. Yes, mm. I'm a nurse. Um, it's surprising. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get the looks all the time. Uh, well, thinking back, I think if I had been better equipped with knowledge, mm -hmm. um, or maybe not knowledge, but my, but I had been given a 
given a chance to have a balanced view as regards yeah. um, choices of careers, mm-hmm. maybe I would not have picked or maybe I would have, but I would have put maybe a spin on it or it would have gone, you know, a little twist. Yeah. Okay. Um, because unfortunately, my profession has has not really advanced as much as it should, to be fair. Um, that's not to say that they are not that within the industry in within that profession a lot is not going on. Um, yes, there are, but yeah. the speed of advancement and organization mm-hmm. is not it's not fast enough when mm-hmm. you compare us with our contemporaries in other climbs. Yeah. Um, and aside that, quality of education is falling, standards mm-hmm. are falling, a lot is just going wrong, and every day everyone is devising finding a means to leave the country yeah so but however i went into nursing for altruistic reasons and partly for paternal favor mm. okay my father <laughs> wanted they loved the idea of having at least one of his children in the healthcare sector so Aww. and he seemed to like it so much and he had a soft spot for it so i was like okay all right fine you know <laughs> and yeah so i not that he and he imposed it on me or anything. I chose it. And I was like, okay, it just turned out that what daddy likes, there mm-hmm. seems to be some kind of fulfillment in, in it. it. And then I pursued it, not thinking about money. Okay. But while in school, I started to discover other aspects of myself. You know, I was a general secretary of my students' association during my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, um, and, um, the more I explored within my environment, yeah. um, I I discovered that hey, there's so much more to life than just you know clinical nursing, mm-hmm. worry about your patient, and and that's not to say that these are not important. They are, yes. but I just felt like I was made for more. I just felt like that. Why would you put these other capabilities to waste? There's a reason they <laughs> exist. All right. There's a reason why God made me the way I am. You are. And there's a reason I have these capabilities. So mm. why not put them to good use? Yeah. So um, I rem- I w- before we started the interview, yes. I remember I was, I, I was, if you recall, I was telling you about when I was a kid and I used to watch um, NTA2 Channel 5. Mm. I don't know if you remember where they used to show video fashion and do documentaries of popular brands brands like Gucci, Chanel, you know, big businesses and big brands, global brands that have stood the test of time and mm-hmm. have far, far outlived their founders. Yes. The idea of that was fascinating. I didn't know how I was going to achieve that, but I knew in my heart that I will do I something like this. I need to do this. You know, because to me, I felt, look, these businesses, these brands have stood the test of time. Yeah. They've not died. If anything, um, ownership is just stronger. transferring from one place to the other, but the name has remained. Mm. And for me, that says tons, okay? Uh, and besides that, when you look at the ripple effect, the multiplier effect, the number of people that have been employed, the number of lives that have been transformed, the number of families that have been impacted. I mean, when you employ one person, you have, at least in a typical father-mother-children setup, you have at least three to four mouths that are going to benefit from that Amen. salary. And that's not and that's not to even mention the various businesses that will develop or uh, that will benefit from the earning potential that has come from that company. So it just gets bigger and big. The wave yeah. just keeps getting big. The ripple gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's why it's on, I it breaks my heart whenever I see businesses fold up. 
it breaks my heart when I see businesses um, having to close up or maybe um, wind down or for whatever reasons, whether for internal reasons or for external reasons, because mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the people who are affected and the other connecting businesses. Mm -hmm. So, um, so back to undergraduate days. I didn't yeah. know how I was going to do it, but I knew that I will do this one day. All right. I had a book of dreams where I'd write different ideas that I had. Oh, it would be nice to be build a business within this um, sector. this uh, sector. It would be nice to own a business that you know. It would be nice to build a brand of this nature. You know, I had quite a number of things on my mind. I didn't know how I was going to do it, <laughs> but I knew that in this lifetime I will do it. Mm. So, um, so I graduated from school. Um, and then I practiced for a year. During my service year, I worked as a staff nurse in Austrian States. Um, after that, shortly afterwards, I had a terrible experience with, <laughs> <laughs> with the hospital here in Lagos. I won't mention names. Um, they told me to come work for free because I wasn't a registered midwife. <laughs> Your dad that, that perhaps <laughs> that when I become a registered midwife, I cannot start earning a salary, salary with them because... And just, I, so I thought about it, I was like, well, hold on a minute. So my mom had spent all this money to educate me, mm. bought all my books, all my medical books. They're still in my mom's house, by the way. So I've just only brought some back to my husband's house not so long ago. So I thought about it, I was like, look, hold on a minute. So my mom spent all this money, and this is the nonsense you're going to, and even when I inquired about what other nurses were earning, even up to chief nursing officers, nursing mm -hmm. sisters, senior nursing officers, and even assistant directors of nursing, it's, I found it very depressing. <laughs> yes, I found it depressing. It, it, it is, and it's quite unfortunate. So I don't mm. know whether it, I think it's a combination of both an internal problem, an internal, it's an, an internal, it's a mix of internal and external factors. Mm. In the sense, because I believe, I strongly believe that if the profession just organized better, the pay structure would be better. better. The remuneration would be better. But sorry, I want to challenge you. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I want to challenge you it's not to break on. your flow, but no, to challenge you yeah. a few things. Um, now that you're an entrepreneur and a business owner yourself, yeah. Do you see the other side of it? Do you see not? Yes, I do. Okay, I yeah. do. In the sense, okay, for ex okay, the reason I say I do is that I understand. I think I understand where you're going with this conversation, um, because you probably feel, look, it's it's supply, supply and demand, um, ability to pay is an issue from you know from the customer side, from the patient side, and all of that. However, there are ways around things. Mm -hmm. I, okay, I, we have a personal relationship, so I, I kind of know your background. If you've observed during your time abroad, you see a lot of clinics and very few hospitals, right? Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, I know better than to, if I were a doctor, right, or whatever profession within that field, I will not invest in setting up a hospital unless I am sure of the kind of volume that is going to be feeding into my hospital. Mm -hmm. Because it makes no sense. It doesn't make, it, uh, it's not, it doesn't make business sense. The, um, the economics of a micro facility doesn't make business sense. You are better off when you run a clinic because you do not have to expend, make such huge capital outlay for a full-fledged hospital. Okay. But you see, a lot of the times, again, 
back to our education, <laughs> the kind what's in, what's um, incorporated in our curriculum, not a lot is talked about in business. Mm. The most, the closest I got within um, my uh, our curriculum back then in UI was what nursing administration. I was mm. mostly just resource control, you know, human resources, and but but within the context of nursing, but the actual um cost analysis coming down to calculating costs economics of scale and things along those lines those are not mentioned and i'm mm. willing to bet it's the same that applies for the other professions and you find out that a lot of the times they have to go at least those who are willing then yeah. go and find them out oh. yeah. if you if you check there's some hospitals within lagos now that have had to close down i know of a, i will not mention names i know of a popular <laughs> hospital that has closed down despite the volumes why because there's also the issue of mismanagement and discipline. So there are a number of factors that go into this. So while I understand that, oh, from the business angle, you cannot help but pay certain amounts because this is what you can afford, this is what um, your business can afford to pay, willingness to pay the demand that you're experiencing within your facility. In the first place, if you had had set up just a clinic and you are... um, and you're a specialist, for example, you're a specialist in ENT or um, general medicine or what do they call this one? Um, what is it? Dentals, oral maxillofacials, or even dermatology. If you're running just a clinic, it's much more cost effective, mm-hmm. right? Plug yourself into sources of demand. That's why HMOs exist. Plug, <laughs> plug, in, plug yourself into places where you get a lot of demand. Put yourself out there. Run a number of promotions, right? Put yourself out there. Invest a bit in people knowing where you are, what you do, and the quality of your work. And the next, before you know it, you'll be able to pay, right, the right amounts for people who work within your clinic. In your clinic, so rather than hiring um, a slew of auxiliaries. You can combine those and invest in one quality person and pay the person what the person is worth, rather than ha- hiring a slew and say you can manage it. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, you will learn on the job. Oh, mm. I will train you. No, 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 no. Focus on the quality of work. A lot of there are a lot of um, in the US there are a lot of clinics that have maybe one or two nurses. And then they have one, maybe they have one assistant and then the actual dentist himself. And that's it. That's their clinic. Mm. They pay with their little space and they manage the whole place, keep the standards high, make sure that hygienic is on point yeah. or the hygiene is on point. And yeah. then make sure that and invest in a good and then, you yeah, know, do what you can yeah, with the ambience okay. so that people feel like, okay, yeah, it's small, but I feel comfortable. Okay. You know? So at the end of the day, it's about it, it's it's about just figuring out the economics rather than following your ego. Which I know, <laughs> which which I think is, I mean, I know we're talking digital, but I think that's a, and I mean, it's a good. I think that it's the biggest challenge for doing business. I mean, yeah. and that title of entrepreneur mm. is, I mean, you've mentioned Gucci's and guys, and I think that in my journey as a business owner, and I haven't done it for years, and I'm and still something that I'm still learning mm. on it. It is that, you said, it, we're not trained or taught to yeah, do this. Yeah, figure it out on your um, own. A, um, a friend of mine, a great friend of, mine, a friend of mine, is also a doctor. Okay. And he was pointing out that it's actually the successful mm. hospitals are mm. run 
aren't run by doctors. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a business and that, that is correct. And, that, and that thing. He's I absolutely think, right. Absolutely. And and don't stand in on that on that. So even the Gucci's and stuff and I think it's that understanding of the fact that um your strength mm. might be in doing this. In the creative, yeah. In the creative. Yeah. And then to find somebody or to do something or to understand that the creative one itself is not enough. Mm-hmm. To understand That's that to understand the the what you call it, the fact that, you know, um, how many people? Um, what do you call it? Um, the cost of the meds, the medication, yeah, the yeah, cost yeah. of staff, mm-hmm. the factoring, the cost of light, the um, setup cost, all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. Which, what you, which mo- a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. at the get go. Yeah. And so I think that's a challenge. But yeah, yeah. So I get it. I just, <laughs> no, no, because it's a, because it's a curious. It's an interesting thing that. I mean, from the agency we run, I mean, the number of people that come in, and we have a very strict. We have a very strict rule about anybody that works for us gets paid mm. even if it's an internship we pay, pay them. yeah um not enough to retire or anything like that but enough so that listen look they're gonna come in i mean everyone comes in because oh we'll pay i work for free and like no 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 just on the basis of you know as you come in so that even for your transport something to cover it yeah that's that, that kind of thing i um don't wanna, I don't want to sort of put a, no, a noose around my neck where my stuff's going to come out going, you don't, yeah, <laughs> you don't pay, pay us that fantastically. Yeah. Okay, I don't exactly. know. I know. But yeah, but we still have a, ba- ba- a basic thing of saying, listen, look, we try to do that, but it's a challenge. Yeah, it is. It is an absolute it challenge sure every is. single time. And, and that thing of saying, listen, look, how do you balance? Like right now, one of the big challenges we're facing is around the idea of the, the fuel sub- the subsidy removal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's no no because it is. It's it's that's gone. Okay. And overnight, um what you call it? Um prices. It's are almost tripled, yeah. Yeah, double I mean transport Im- Im- is the me- thing you can see immediately is transport. Two point six times. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> alrighty. Right now what we're talking is transport. Okay. Then if you which is what you said about the employment person it, it hits four mm-hmm, four yeah. four miles. Well, once you start increasing transport, then okay, how long before it inc- it impacts on f- um, food prices? Yeah. How long before it impacts on exactly um, what you call it accommodation? Etc. It cetera. just keeps getting bigger and, and, and bigger and, and bigger and everything. Thing, but the problem from a business point of view is my clients aren't my clients haven't gone. They're up, not willing. Haven't woken up. <laughs> next yeah, they've and not. Go, and they're woken up next and gone. Oh my God! Okay, we're gonna pay you two point two and a half, two point six times what we used to pay you. No. <laughs> And so that's so that's a real a real challenge. But anyway, yes. Okay, back to your story. Back yeah. to your story. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. So, your time. so yes, um, earning was the earning potential wasn't encouraging. However, I dis- so fortunately, I think uh, one of my mom's friends, you know, talked to her. Okay, even if that's okay, she doesn't only really have to work in a hospital. Why doesn't she just um, explore health insurance and at the time it was literally it was just it's a fledgling industry it still mm-hmm. is a fledgling industry um they are barely scratching the surface in terms of potential mm-hmm. um so and i fired off my resume and cover letters and started distributing i made a list of all their addresses and i went in person to submit my um, resume and letter. cover letter and by the end of the week i got a call from one of and within a week, I got a job while Paid? while working. Yes. Okay. As a <laughs> as member of staff. So not not um, no, not marketing. Nah. Not marketing <laughs> permission. So while of, okay. so um and even in the coming weeks, I got more calls from other companies that yeah. hey, how about you come around for a chat? And I thought that ah, don't worry because I'd already figured that. Look, I know the entry level. I already have an idea of what the industry pays. So even if I come by 
already know how much you will offer me. Yeah. And by the time I calculate the cost of transporting myself to and for every day, I think this one pays me because it's closer in proximity. So I just said, don't worry, it's fine. I'm already, I've already found a place I'm working okay. and, I'm, and I'm comfortable with it. Okay. So after, so all after that, mm-hmm. um, I got into business school mm-hmm. after my second year of employment in health insurance. And that was where, um, that was where my horizon really broadened. I, well, as an MBA student, I got an internship at an investment bank, FBN Capital at the time. Um, so I was, I was preparing risk reports for both market risk and operational risk within the company mm. and sharing with various departments already. So it opened my mind to various possibilities. I found finance fascinating. Yeah, the numbers can be a bit daunting to a lot of people. Mm. I know she's rolling her eyes already. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it can be quite interesting. Really, it is. And it's a rewarding career because really, if you look at um, the food chain, right, of various careers in the world, finance is up there. It's at the top of the food chain. And it's a skill that until you die, it is forever transferable. It is always valuable. People mm. need to, to make financial decisions. People yes. need to do need to know what to do with their monies. Yes, very important. <laughs> He's about to say something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't. <laughs> 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 Don't say anything. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so that was how that opened me up a bit from mm. there. Um, so after business school and the brief internship, I got um, a gig at a consulting company. Um, so I was kind of like a temp. So I was being held in trust on behalf of paid. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, just saying. Just, I just, just, just. The just only checking. time, the only time I ever worked for free was when I was um, still in UI. I think there was a very long strike of some sort, mm. and so I, so my colleagues and I, my classmates and I, felt, look, why do we need to sit at home? doing nothing before we unlearn the skills that we've learned as yeah. on the words so what we did was we jointly prepared a letter route to lassos in keja here mm. and we told them that please you should allow us volunteer so yeah and i think i was there for about two months and i worked for free my mom was the one um paying for my transport, transport fare, fare my feeding <laughs> so that's the only time i ever worked for free and i even donated blood as well while i was Aww. there to, yeah there was a little boy who was living with lymphoma and he really needed blood the parents had donated he couldn't donate anymore and and then the blood bank said hey, we need we need um aid donors okay i haven't donated in what in how in probably a year so i felt okay no problem and then i went and donated yeah Eh, one of those things <laughs> so that's the only time i ever worked okay. right. for free and for me i didn't see it as free because i was being paid in a different way mm-hmm. so i acquired skills skills that i probably would have learned in my third or fourth year in school, in school. i was already doing it yeah while in the hospital. in the hospital you know they were grossly understaffed they needed all the help and i was a fast learner so hey Let's do this. <laughs> so it was it was quite fulfilling. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It was stressful because it was I was running twelve hour shifts. Mm. Yeah. And and I was doing well. Mm. I did very well. So by the time 
school resumed, I came in from a more confident point of point view. Point of view. You know, because I had classmates who had already gone to schools of nursing who had come back to school to get a degree. So by the time we were relating, it was almost like we were <laughs> on the same on level. The yeah, we were operating <laughs> on the same frequency. So I was quite satisfying. So that's the only time I ever worked for a free. Okay, I'll stop asking. Okay. So, okay. so okay. consultant. Yeah. So, um, so while um, with the consulting company, so I was like, I was being held in trust. So, I was a member of staff of NISA. I don't know if you've heard of it, NISA, the agri subsidiary of the CBN, of the central bank. No. So no. what they do? So what NISA does is issue credit risk guarantees for um, for agri businesses. Mm. Okay, um, so what happens is, so with the credit risk guarantee, you can add, with such guarantees, you can add that, okay, as a supplement to collaterals when you borrow as an agribusiness. So, but the beauty, but what made that guarantee very more attractive is the incentive that comes with it. So at the time, so that's that um, subsidiary started out as a scheme. It used to just be a desk in the CBN, and then they decided to expand on it and make it a full-fledged company. So, um, so the the ins the attraction for that incentive was that they they all they pay you depending on where on the aggregate value chain you function, they pay you a portion mm. of your interest payment mm. back to you. So, for example, if you've borrowed at, say, 25% from the bank, right? If you're a primary producer, that is, you are probably a hatchery or you grow crops, right? Or you rear livestock. That's, we call that primary production, mm. okay? If you're a primary producer, you can enjoy as much as was, how much was it? About 30 or 40% rebate. So, they will pay you 30 or 40% um, rebate of your 25 percent interest as a form of encouragement yeah at the time that's what we were doing so but of course such rebates are hinged on you sticking to the covenants as stated in your offer letter from the bank <laughs> standard. <laughs> standard absolutely so if you do not stick if you do not um fulfill those covenants to the to, to the uh, exactly you you will have to forego until the next cycle so yeah, so it was. It's a great initiative, but it's just that cost of doing business. Um, and of, but to take the guarantee, I think you had to pay. Was it one percent or two percent of the loan? But away from the product. Um, so I was basic. So my job was to sell that product to businesses. Okay. So I had a lot of bankers on my radar. So um, and also, so I had to attack my business <laughs> development <laughs> efforts from both sides. So mm. chicken and egg situation. So mm. you go with the bank, liaise with the bank, and also because bankers and, and relationship managers are also looking for ways to, you know, assist their clients and assist the businesses that are under their care. Mm. So they will explore any scheme or any uh, option available in order to increase the success of their clients. So... So I had a number of bankers like that. Um, so we attend. So if we meant getting together to produce um, various products, um, hybrid schemes, you know, we agree on modalities depending on the nature of business and things like that. You know, anywhere from commodity players to 
to banks to collateral managers we're all in the same room having the same conversations mm. so it was um so that was basically part of my job and also holding i had to host several seminars you know for various um msmes um within that industry as well so it was quite a broad role um although although so i was working for nicel but I was being held in trust by another company, by a consulting company. So that was the setup back then. So I was there for a while, but while I was there, I had some other entrepreneurial efforts. So I have sold vegetables, I have done <laughs> commodities, I have exported charcoal, I have, um, yes, I have <laughs> hardwood charcoal. Vegetables. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've sold vegetables, I have, um, I've um, done commodities, I've sold, I've sold tomatoes you know, in large quantities in mm. mile 12. Yes, I used to wear the boots and go there. The more I would tell you. <laughs> we used to fight back then. <laughs> that, hey, you're spending so much time in the market that you spend at home, you know. Um, so I've done all of those. Um, I also sold lingerie. It's something I will resume, but the only reason I stopped was because of sizing. Mm-hmm. So Asian sizing is not the same as uh, uh, the sizing here. here. So, and in order to get your sizing right, um, it entails a level of capital outlay that I am not quite willing, at least, or maybe not, not, not that I'm not prepared, but quite not quite <laughs> willing to do just yet. Yeah. yeah but while for the time I did it, it was quite profitable. Um, so you see, I sat, I sat up at the mention of lingerie. Yeah. That's, a separate, <laughs> that's a separate topic for a different yeah, thing. So another day. For so, another after, day. so after my time um, with the consulting company, I moved to a startup. Yeah. That was trying to get something started in co- and, um, loyalty, customer loyalty. Okay. Now, the thing with loyalty in Nigeria is that it's not like people are not aware. But it's just that the execution is a whole different story. And atti- buying patterns and buying mm. attitudes by consumer. Consumer behavior is something that needs to be fully understood when you're implementing. So there are a number of loyalty companies that have come and gone. And some are still around, but they're struggling. And that's because Nigerians, the <laughs> <laughs> Nigerian market is mm. very interesting. So if you're going to come with a loyalty solution, um, you need to be, how I put it, you, from the get-go, you have to ensure that you, whatever it is that you're putting together yeah. is um, suitable for this environment, such that adoption is fast and you do not feel on arrival. Mm. So so while I was there, um, so what we're trying to do at the time was to find a way to help people to use their purchases as a means to finance um, products that they tip or services that they will not typically want to buy Bye. for themselves. Things like insurance products, for example, health insurance. A lot of people go around walking around. I'm going to bet in this room I don't think up to half of us have health insurance cover. <laughs> do you have health insurance cover? You don't, do you? You rely on what I go and the blood of Jesus have you, or inshallah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's, it's a Nigerian way. So what we're trying to do was to find a way that, look, you can buy things, so whatever points you get, go into the purchase of an insurance cover for you. So it could be general insurance, it could be health insurance, it could be various types of insurance, insurance. basically. But implementation and some other implementation and some internal issues didn't quite allow that to launch in the manner that it deserved. 
Um, so while I was there, that was the situation. Although I dealt with some other loyalty type products, but some are still alive, some are some mm. are not doing mm. that well. <laughs> so <laughs> so after I left, I then moved on to e-commerce. For a while I was in the company, I had various because I had been researching um, e-commerce and loyalty in other clients to see how they do, how well they do. Um, and I thought about that, okay, hold on a minute. We can actually replicate something that works in here. We've had a version of it, but there were some things that it didn't have, some appendages it didn't have, and that was how All Discounts was born. Mm. So I went together, went into it with a partner. We built a minimum viable product very quickly. Mm. We're able to, our, I signed up, even before the product was launched, we, I was able to sign up our first partner, um, Nat Middle Foods. Yeah, and yeah. And now we have <laughs> over 20 brands on our roster. So, yeah, and you've read some of them. So <laughs> <laughs> Just a few, yes. not all of them. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's how the journey's been. Um, okay, I really don't know what else you want me no, to say. No, 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 it's, no, it's no, weird, no, no. It's weird because, um, yeah. Um, because you guys just like, you have no, so many questions. That's why we have you here. Yeah, no. what do you call it? And unfortunately, I, I used up the time talking about Chinese movies and yeah. Koreans. So, yeah, always does that. Yeah. Yeah. always does that. <laughs> Yeah, but I find this interesting. I mean, we sort of, we sort of come in with one area and then sort of like just, you know, it's I, I find conversations interesting. Interesting, yeah, yeah. I find all these things interesting and stuff. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, we, I mean, time, we, we've gone out of time. So we want to really focus quite quickly yeah. Yeah, on the e-commerce. Okay. Okay. Mm. So I was going to ask, uh, okay, all discounts. What factor did you consider before building all discounts? Okay. Um, so going back to what I had learned from loyalty, um, my brief stint in the loyalty industry, I discovered that a lot of the times when you, maybe you go to a supermarket or wherever to buy something and they can say, oh, are you on our loyalty program? Oh, we have so-so number of points. So we will have you on your list. You have your customer and things. Oh, let's have your phone number. Let's have your name and all of that. A lot of the times... You don't know how much you have. And even if you know the number, even if they tell you number of points, you don't know how much is worth until mm -hmm. you probe and probe at the till, right? Yeah. So I figured that, okay, you know what? How about we build something? We build a marketplace where people can buy their everyday stuff, mm -hmm. right? I was quite picky about this, the product categories and the service categories that we include mm -hmm. on our marketplace. So we wanted two things. We wanted a situation where we could bring deals on services and we also wanted to bring deals on products. Now, the types of products and the product categories, I was very picky about what and what we go live with because I know our capabilities and what we can manage and what we cannot manage. Mm -hmm. So, um, or what would be too difficult for <laughs> us to manage, manage given the stage we're in. So yeah. I said, okay, let's cool it. So, and another thing, I said, okay, let's, let's do something that the user experience is, or that the experience of this reward doesn't feel abstract. Mm. Nothing is as real as you seeing an SMS notification on your phone <laughs> that all this comes as giving you money. That it's, it, that's about as real as it gets. Mm. So at the moment, we use Paga payment systems to do that. Yeah. So with your phone number, I can send you money. If you bought stuff from us, we can send you money. 
um, and you have 14 days to redeem it. To redeem it, see me how much? You said? Like how much? It depends on what you buy. Oh. It depends on what you buy. Okay. okay for example, we've had, okay, for example, we've had a customer. What he does is because of the rewards we give him, mm-hmm. right, he's able to resell those products in his neighborhood. Mm. So Smart. what he does, he, he buys in bulk. In bulk and he has already he already knows how much <laughs> because he has gone to the site. He has seen how much comes to him per unit of mm-hmm. that particular item. So let's say he buys seventy k worth of things. He knows that okay, I will get about three thousand plus or almost five thousand naira as cash given back to me. Yeah. So and in the beginning, he has signed up on Paga and completed the KYC. So because he has done it once, all other payments will just keep going there and going there. Sometimes even when he doesn't receive his cash back on time he will call to say please i'm not seeing my money you <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> so yes so we have customers like that that look forward to it you know mm. they look forward to the reward that they will get and that reward that they receive is what keeps them coming back and another right. thing we try to make our deliveries as fast as possible <laughs> um at least for physical products Product. for services if we, for services um we ensure that we are flexible as much as possible and mm-hmm. ensure that, okay, for example, if we've had a number of clients who book diagnostic services, mm-hmm. maybe people want to get married and only find genotype on dead group, mm-hmm. um, or I've not done annual medical checkup in a while, mm-hmm. you know, so we have little, little mini bouquets, anywhere from six, five, seven thousand, you know, some five thousand, depending on the investigations that are within that bundle. So they say, okay, please quickly book me for so-and-so. And then we contact the... So we do the whole appointment booking by ourselves. It's just like a personal service to them. And they deeply appreciate it and they feel like VIPs. So it's, so it's part of the little, little things we, we do. So what we wanted to do was, look, we wanted to give them great service. We also wanted a situation where they feel loyalty. And loyalty doesn't come across as abstract. And the beauty of the monies we give to people is that they are at liberty to spend the money however they want. Mm. You can withdraw your money out of Paga wallet into <laughs> your normal bank account. It's your business. It mm. has nothing to do with us. So that right. was what we wanted to achieve. So aside the <coughs> e-commerce part of oh, convenience, Lagos is getting more and more stressful to live in and move around in. Yeah, yeah we can bring these things to you. To There's you. that convenience. That's great. We have competitors who do that. But what makes us stand out is the rewards and yeah. and the practicality of the rewards that's yeah. what makes us stand out okay how do you leverage social media platforms to connect with your audience and to drive growth okay so i think this would be um i think i thank you for that question it's quite interesting because that basically opens up um consumer behavior in nigeria mm. as far as e-commerce is concerned <laughs> you know the average Nigerian consumer does not want to interact with a website if he can help it. He wants to talk to somebody. Really? Yes. Well, people do a lot of Jumia shopping, Conga, and I, and I feel like they actually prefer to And I tell you, yeah. There. And I tell you, a lot of Jumia staff, that is those who started with Jumia in the beginning, mm. they have the exact same testimony as I do. Because we as wow. as Jumia has been around for at least 10 years, right? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> they, so, look, they want to always talk to somebody. But because Chumi has grown, it's so large, 
their infrastructure is large. The, the, the investment in marketing and awareness is so huge, mm-hmm. right? The volume of traffic they will be um, dealing with, yes. it, does not, it does not make sense to do personalized service and to talk to somebody every single yeah, time. No. Sure. So, uh-huh. so in that situation, and they've carefully, and the beauty of, and, I, and that's something I admire about the brand, they were able to successfully, right, ensure that, look, their call to action is go, go to our app, go to our website, go to the app, go to the website. Mm-hmm. But for a fledging business that is still trying to find its feet and trying to get the right market investment to put in order to, achieve that level of behavior, they will continue to go <laughs> to your DMs, mm. to your phone lines, to request for things. Some will even take a picture from your website <laughs> and come and give it to you in the DM <laughs> and say, this is what I want. Mm. So they, everyone wants to talk to somebody because in case they, for example, how I put this, a lot of people struggle with, to you, what may come to you as, ah, it's intuitive, it's simple now. To somebody else, they feel crippled. Like, I almost, I, I don't know what to next to click. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been on an ATM queue and <laughs> in your head, you're like, for Christ's sake, just put the card in. And, but the person is just there standing at the ATM and looking at it, give me the money. Mm-hmm. Like, the person <laughs> is talking to the ATM to please give her give cash. So, it, it, so, um, I don't know if it's um, literacy or level of education or exp- I don't know what to call it, but there, but these and uh, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, it's, I, I, I would say it's, it's mixed. Ways, yeah. um, it can be quite problematic. It's not cost effective, but you do what you need to in order to get to gain the customers that you need. Mm-hmm. So I will say that um, social has really helped us a great deal, right? in helping us to achieve that yeah okay so we're especially when you're running campaigns Mm -hmm. it's that's where it really because that's our bread and butter so every day there's there's at least two or three ad campaigns running so we've already acquired some users i think we're at about over two thousand users or more Mm. the last time i checked so we're able to manage those ones with in-house communication and all of that but notwithstanding, a lot of these people are still on social. And so for some people, until they see a reminder ad, they probably won't occur to them that, oh, I need to go, these people are here, that's true, I need to buy something. Yeah. You know, so it keeps, so you have to keep going. Um, so, so anywhere from Facebook and Instagram, they really helped us a great deal um, mm-hmm. in putting ourselves out there from the content to the graphics and all of that that we put out to ensure that, Okay. It all goes together. How how can online businesses adapt to evolving? Because technology is always evolving. It is evolving. Mm-hmm. How can they uh, adapt to evolving technology trends and customer preferences to stay relevant? Okay. So how I put this, every business, right, has um, the technologies that... Uh, for every, whether it's e-commerce or fintech or whatever, they all have their base technologies that were used in the beginning, yes. right? At the beginning, because you're trying to be cost-effective and you want a proof of concept, right? You mm-hmm. go for an MVP and you're like, okay, let's quickly put something out. Because the more you sit and try to get perfect and oh, is everything that you want, mm. sometimes w- in the cause of trying to build what you want, you might end up not 
you might you might end up putting out a product that the market is not quite ready for. So put something minimal, put something out there. Let the market then tell you yeah, what and what, what it needs. Yeah. What. So sometimes, you know, so in the process in the process of doing all that, while there's a base technology already, mm-hmm. as you go along, you will have to yeah, it's great that oh, you have to ev- go with the times, you have to go with evolving trends and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I s- will stick more with what is reliable mm-hmm. than just going with whatever it is that you know is the new rave or the newly arrived stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially as um, and the reason I say this is because security, um, you have to consider security of your data. You have to consider. Um, usability, that's user friendliness mm-hmm. for your intended audience. Um, so while evaluating whether to move together, move along with the wave, um, swim with the tide of changing mm-hmm. technologies and all of that, you yeah. also have to consider those things. So if your market is, if your market or your audience or your customer base, mm-hmm. right, is such that they are already on the new wave, they've moved on to it, hey, it makes business sense for you to go with the flow. But if your audience is not quite on board, I Mm -hmm. suggest you move with them. Exactly, because that is where your markets come. That's where revenue comes from. So it's it's one thing. Yeah, it's fantastic to have. New technology is is fascinating. It's amazing to have. However, if you look at at reliability, if you look at user-friendliness, and you also do the security check, if these three are not incongruent, you, you might be setting up yourself for a <coughs> lot of problems. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Quickly before you round up, what risk or challenges have you faced and how did you mitigate them? Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so cash payments. I will start with payments. Okay. okay? Um, from the beginning, although our competitors accept cash, we don't. Okay, so very quickly from the get go, we had liaise with payment companies. Um, I think we have how many? We have Jumia Pay, Paystack, and Paga on our um, yeah on our li- on our checkout terminal. Mm-hmm. Um, from cost and also cost from customer requests, we had to include our own bank transfer direct to company account because a number of customers they do not like to deal with payment companies. Yes, it's a thing. And mm-hmm. that they would rather pay directly into our account. Mm-hmm. So, And that's what they've been doing. So, And sometimes in a situation where orders are not made on the website or maybe they went to the DMs mm-hmm. to place orders, what we do is we issue links, okay, payment links from mm-hmm. Paystack or any of these guys, or we take um, we take POS terminals from the banks, yeah. all right, and train our riders to use them. Use okay, so although there are a few stubborn customers that will <laughs> still want to force you to take, take cash, cash, what we do is ensure that customers find the next available POS operator mm. and paying the cash into company account. So that okay. way, monies that temptation of having cash in uh-huh. hand and then wanting to spend it on themselves or whatever it is they want to do is reduced. So that's one of the uh, <laughs> issues with payments because mm-hmm. it's a major issue when you have things like that as leakages. It yes. is major. These guys don't earn so much, 
But in a situation where you're putting the cash in their hand, yeah. it's almost like you're setting them you're putting yam in front of the goats and telling you not to eat. Not to eat it. So we, we don't want a situation like that. So from the get-go, we ensure that that didn't happen. Okay. Um, what other risks are there? I think, but and then we limited payment on delivery to... Um, Pay before delivery? Well, to, I would say, to items or services of a particular value. Okay. For certain items above a certain threshold, you have to pay before delivery. Mm. Um, we deliberately do not sell fashion items because <laughs> there are a lot of issues surrounding it. Sizing is a major problem. In fact, mm. I took that learning while I was selling lingerie. It, it was a major, major challenge. <laughs> and it's not something you can return and it can yeah. be off-putting for a lot of customers. So um, we decided not to delve into, into that, that, even if there's a demand for it. At least given the size we that we are at the moment, mm -hmm. we do not have the latitude to deal do with that. such challenges. So pick your battles, mm. really. Um, as regards challenges, I think that um, our government has a lot to do in terms of infrastructure. Mm. So it comes right back to them. Yes. And the reason I say this is because, look, if you, if you buy a bike today, a dispatch bike today, right, the longevity of that asset, the rate of deterioration of that of that asset, mm. is dependent on the quality of roads. Mm. Mm. Yes, word word, it it is. So, um, and aside, and because the smoother the roads, the faster these guys are. Yeah. The faster the distance they're able, so it will affect your quality of service, right? It will affect co um, customer satisfaction, and also the number of divisions you're able to complete in a day. So mm. revenue is also an issue. Your rate of returns will drop. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this thing, so, and it's unfortunate that we have a leadership that is not, it's like there's a disconnect. They don't quite see beyond a certain, they don't see governance beyond a certain point. It's almost like they can't understand. And it makes me wonder what they were doing in economics class in secondary school. I remember, <laughs> if you remember sec circular flow of income, you know, do you remember the formula for national income? Didn't do, it. Didn't do economics. <laughs> Not an economics so, fan. So for national <laughs> income, for national income, you know, for, um, for the gross domestic product, for national income for a, for any um, nation, you have they have various components, mm. right? You have consumer spending, government spending, investment by businesses, CGI. Mm. Then you have exports and imports which could be negative or positive. So the thing is, you cannot do anything without considering all of these. They all flow together. If government does not spend, money will not get to pockets. If mm -hmm. infrastructure, and if, if money does not get into pockets, mm -hmm. people will not have money to spend, right? Mm -hmm. if, if infrastructure is not, if government does not make available means for infrastructure to be put up, and money does not get in the pockets of people, how will businesses be born? And if businesses are not born, how will money get into the pockets of you and I? If we do not export, how will our value, the value of our currency increase? How will our productivity increase? So it's almost like they forget this basic thing. It's very, it, it sounds, but it's not so simple. Actually, it is. It is when you think about it because when you live in such a consciousness, in no time, you find out that you see yourself making policies, right, that feed into that same principle. You find yourself c 
creating an enabling environment to ensure that oh, businesses must not fail. More businesses need to be created. Mm. We need to produce more and things like that. So again, infrastructure um, development by the government. And look at EcoBridge has been closed for the past one year plus. It was March last year that I went on fire. This is June. <laughs> yes, this is June. One year and three months. I've been counting. The reason I say that is because routes or destinations that ought you have, ought to have taken EcoBridge to get to, you will have yeah. to go all the, the way, way to around. 10 minutes. And guess what? The customer doesn't want to pay more. True. So these are the issues. So with all these little, little things, the efficient, you, you can't, synergy can't be achieved. So really, you got, sorry, your government, you, you <laughs> really can't run away from this. <laughs> I understand that the government can't, ans- can't solve all our problems, problems, but there are some basic things, and this is really one of Really key things, them. actually. Yeah, infrastructure development is so, so important. So I think that's, I think that's the major thing, really. Um, maybe making laws, implementing laws, mm-hmm. okay, that support startups is another one. Because you can't expect a business that's just starting up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the life cycle of businesses, mm-hmm. within the first seven years, within the first three to five years, mm-hmm. they're not exactly in the profit-making zone. Mm. So if in order to encourage them to do more, I, it makes sense to give them a break, right? Yeah. Don't they, uh, yes, let them file. They can file. Mm-hmm. Right to say, okay, yes, we are, you can have a um, statement of affairs, mm-hmm. okay, that okay, this business is running and all of that and things like that. But take it easy on the mm-hmm. tax thing with yeah. them, yeah, because for every pro- so the VAT is. I'm not saying they won't pay VAT. Yeah, they can pay VAT, but company <laughs> income tax because these days, if whether or not your company is profitable, they will say you must pay company income tax. It shouldn't be in theory because what we learned in school is that when you're in a lost position. You, shouldn't, you are not in a position to pay tax. But in Nigeria, you and I know that that's not what happens. <laughs> they will still come and knock on your door. Mm. So I think that startups need to be given a break. At least three to five years. You know, let them find their footing. Their footing. Then you can start coming for them for taxes. Right. So I think it, um, every other thing comes down to those two. two. Really, that, That's what it comes to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it talks about funding and all that, it still comes to startup policy. Okay, um, so it all comes down to those two. Once those two are sorted and they're thinking along those lines, I think more and more businesses okay. will do well and will succeed. Nigerians are not lazy. We're very hardworking. Yeah. Yes. True. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're I welcome. feel like Tolu has like lots of questions to ask. We'll not <laughs> give him the chance. We're not going to give him the yeah, chance. No, not we'll today. Not today. We'll Unfortunately, we'll we're going to have to round. Don't you guys can yeah. have a discussion later. Yeah. But <laughs> this has been quite an insightful episode. Really, it's been. I'm not a business person, but I'm in the midst of two business-minded people and i mean <laughs> i'm getting the energy but i will not go into business maybe i just might maybe but let me not never say never anyways okay. so <laughs> you guys i know you've been always listening to our podcast please Thank continue you. doing so uh, uh flows on our social media pages dba underscore podcast on um podcast yeah DBA underscore podcast. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> check it. Don't remember. Oh, listen to previous. Listen to previous underscore podcast on Just Instagram. subscribe. Check it. Check it. Yeah. On Instagram, on Twitter, uh, TikTok. Yeah, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and don't forget to comment on our on our podcast on our episodes. Thank you very much for listening. Right. Bye. Bye.